going on, Keenan? Not much, you know, enjoying the enjoying the beautiful Florida day that I get every day now, so it's nice. Hey man, lucky you, lucky you. Oh, I heard uh, it was snowing there. <laughs> starting to snow a little bit. Nice. It's in it's in different spots, but this is the Warner Brothers podcast. Kyle joined by my brother Keenan. Uh, Keenan, what do you want to start with today? Coming um, off a page win. Actually, quick before, because I know we're gonna go deep into that game like we always do. Um, sure. Free OBJ. How do you feel about that whole situation so far? Or if you've seen much of it at all, I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a weird situation. Um, I don't. So for those who don't know, or we like, if you haven't been following, basically, I mean, what's this OBJ's third season in Cleveland? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Odell, Odell's third season. He, I don't know if this is a Randy Moss in the Oakland situation. I don't think it is because he's on a good team. I think, I think OBJ's legitimately taking a step back, right? See, I don't personally, but that's me. I mean, I do because I mean, if you're producing, you're producing. You know what I mean? Like you're producing somewhere. He's got a good quarterback. I don't think Baker's necessarily like, like you know, an Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees, something like that level of franchise quarterback. But I do think he's someone. I guess maybe you could build around. You know what I mean? Like a Kirk Cousins, right? Like yeah. Yeah. maybe a little better, but like you, you can count on him for 16 games. What what he does in the playoffs is up to him. You know what I mean? See, like, I guess I guess for me, I do kind of see it more personally, like a Randy Moss. But I'll let you go on. You go on. I don't because that Oakland team that Randy Moss joined wasn't good. Whereas this team is built to to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean they're and, uh, te- yeah, I mean they're built through the run though. That it's different but the same in certain aspects to me, but go on. Yeah, well, like I said that team that Oakland team wasn't great. Uh certainly didn't have a quarterback like like Tom Brady or Dante Culpepper or Randall Cunningham, I think Randy Moss got in his rookie season as well. Mm-hmm. Uh Baker, I mean they got weapons. They got weapons all over the field. Odell's there. Odell was healthy at least one of these three years. I know one of the last year he lost early towards ACL, correct? The, yeah, the first season he played he first season he played with Cleveland. He had a thousand yards and four touchdowns. And then the second last year he had uh only played seven games, then hurt himself, and then this game this year he's only played six so far. How many games he played in the first season? You got that? Uh, he played. He played. Uh, he started. It says started fifteen, played sixteen. So he played all sixteen. So he's in all sixteen. Didn't didn't put up the touchdown or yardage numbers are really used to. We got over a thousand, but not not the OBJ and uh, not the first three years of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. When he was right, and that's the best receiver in the league. And that's why I don't think. I think he's definitely taking a step back because you would at least have some sort of sample size that says, okay, this is the same guy. It's been three years and there's been nothing. And there's been, like I said, obviously wasn't there for the playoff run last year, but, uh, you know, I figured we would at least see something this year. And then, so his dad puts out the, uh, the video. I haven't watched the video. I've heard it's kind of entertaining because of the music and all that. Yeah, but um, I, I did watch it, but like it does. The reason why I'm also saying that is Odell's getting, plenty of separation on all these routes Uh like in the thing like has he had some drops yes like obviously he's had two notable fourth down drops that you'll see but like has he had some drops yes but i think with the i think with the right situation i think he could get back to odell and be the same guy that's me personally i could be wrong but i see 
I think he's still a pro bowler. Like, I still think he's a good player. I think he's still uh, at least some sort of an impact player, probably if you put him with a good, a better quarterback. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if this was if this was an only Odell offense and they didn't have as many weapons, you know, then I would say, okay, maybe let's look at Baker. And you still can say that because, like you said, he is getting separation. He is open in a lot of these clips that his pops is posting. But I don't know. I mean, I think, first of all, I think he, it sounds like he's done in Cleveland. Like, I guess the coach said that, like, they're operating as if, or he told the team to operate as if he's not a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, they told told him to leave from practice, and then now they're discussing the next step for him. So pretty much it's, like, it's finalized. It's just interesting to see because they didn't trade him. So they're going to have to cut him, or they're just going to put him, like, IR or something. Yeah, which is all interesting because unlike in – New York when he was with the Giants, he didn't make noise. Like, you know, in the Giants, he had a way the craziness. He had an interview with Lil Wayne calling out Eli, calling out the Giants, this and that, which was not a good look at all. He's matured some since that. He's kept his mouth shut in Cleveland, really, for the most part. I haven't heard really anything of him complaining about Baker. His dad comes out complaining about Baker, which obviously comes from Odell's mouth. But like he hasn't said anything. This is, you know, whatever controversy you want to call it, is from his dad. And for them to send him home over comments his dad made like i'm just you know calling how it is from the outside looking in that really looks like they're kind of coddling baker a little bit Mm -hmm. um so that's what i kind of make the situation it really looks like the cleveland browns are still the cleveland browns in some way i don't think it's a huge distraction because like i said odell hasn't been too much of a factor especially this year but you know it's interesting i hope let me put it like this do I hope the Patriots get him? Absolutely. I would absolutely take Odell Beckham, even if it is, you know, a step or two not as good as maybe Giants Odell, you know, because, you know, if it's Giants Odell, I think that person makes an impact regardless. You know what I mean? Regardless of the team. Yeah, um, I, it's hard. The only reason why I'm saying it's hard is because he's playing the most dependable position in the entire sport. He's playing the most dependable yeah. position really in all sports. It's like he has to... No, um, Odell. He's playing wide receiver, so he you has. Think that, what you think? That, what do you mean by depend? Like, what do you mean? Like, sorry. Like, his success is only his success is was predicated on the QB. So, like, he can't like a running back. Obviously, can get the ball, and regardless of offensive lines, if you're really that great, like, like someone like Saquon in his rookie year, or Barry Sanders, or I mean, these are all time great talents and athletes, but. You can try to make something out of nothing. Odell can't do that if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. And when the throws are off target, the throws are off target and things like that. Like he's because he's getting open, he's getting separation. It's just there has been moments when he's messed up and he hasn't always caught the ball. But there's been way more moments where the ball hasn't been there. So that like a, to me, when I see him getting open, when I see him running crisp routes, when I see. The burst is still there. When I see when I see all of that, I still don't think he's taking a step back. I just think it's a weird situation, especially because the Browns are so run first, and then Baker is a guy who throws off a of play action, and Odell's like it, it's weird. You'd think they'd work, but they don't. They so, do let they do a lot of running, but you know they do let they let Baker sling it in that offense too. They let him throw. It's not like it's not like a Patriots offense where it's very run heavy. And they're like, here, Max, throw it on a play. You know what I mean? Like, they, they definitely give Baker his looks. And uh, 
like I said, it's a three year sample size. That's kind of a large sample size for it to not be, you know, I mean, if you're an impact guy, you're an impact guy. And, you know, the thing with Randy Moss, the difference between him and Odell, both of them are divas. Randy Moss was a diva to the point where he damn near quit on the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. where Odell doesn't look like he's quit at all. Like, he's legitimately trying out there. He's still not getting the ball. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say the same, doesn't seem to be the same way for Jarvis Landry, for, you know, the other receivers and tight ends in that offense. Obviously, Nick Chubb, like you said, like the running backs get their looks. But I don't know if you're if you're a free agent signing like Odell, who I believe, I mean, I'd have to look, I believe was younger at this point than what Randy Moss was when he went to the Raiders. Randy Moss, oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now because I'm actually I was doing drawing comparisons. Randy Moss, when his last season in Minnesota was 27, went to Oakland for two years. He was at 28 and 29. Odell went to Cleveland at 27, and now he's 28 and 29. So it's like at the they're at the one. same pace, they're at the same place. Obviously, Randy had a better start to his career because of what happened. Um, he obviously he's Randy Moss. He's our the problem for me the greatest talent at receiver. Maybe not the goat because obviously it's Jerry Rice, but greatest talent at receiver. Odell is not in that stratosphere like with him, but he is one of the most talented receivers I've ever seen personally. I just I think he I think he has more. I don't think he may have a resurgence of Randy Moss of like fourteen ninety three and twenty three touchdowns, but I do think if you were to pair him with Aaron Rodgers pair him with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He could have a season that was like would be reminiscent, quote unquote, like kind of like the bounce back, but not obviously the same numbers. I think he ever like I think at fourteen hundred and like eleven to twelve touchdowns and get back to where he was personally. Hey, he's most definitely still a weapon. I don't like I said, I don't think he's Giants Odell, but I definitely think he's still someone who can get you, you know. Over a thousand, maybe nine hundred yards, seven touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still think he could have four. I still think he can go for fourteen hundred personally. Obviously, something's gone wrong to the point where I said like he's he's diminished some. Like the stats show it, but you know, listen, if he's a free agent tomorrow, I want New England to make that call, and I think there's thirty one other teams that would uh that would absolutely make that call. Thirty. So, yeah, Cleveland Browns. Sorry, you were oh, saying yeah, New yeah. England. I was just saying, saying thirty, because obviously, saying, but I know yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, Thirty-one other teams 31. in total that would make, yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm assuming by next week he will be off the Browns, and I, you know, I think Odell will have a new team. So if that's the case, I think New England would absolutely be calling. Uh, I've, I've been petitioning for Odell for the last four years, so they've, they've been linked to him ever since his his last year in. Uh, New York, it seems like. So he wanted to go there. And, you know, Tom's probably still there if Odell's on the team, going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, there's... I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Tom would have stayed. But, like, um, Tom probably still on the team if Odell's there. Like, that's in my opinion. Who knows what the... What the the salary would have worked out with a trade with Odell then. I mean, that's, that's years in the past. But that's definitely someone who's been heavily rumored to be on the... To the Patriots would be a trade or free agency, for, like I said, for at least the last four or five seasons. So, yeah. would love to see Odell end up there. Maybe he swings uh, one of these teams in what's a wide open league. Like the AFC is wide open. I would say the NFC is wide open. Like it, the the league in general is wide open, and there's a ton of season left. Like we still have nine weeks left of the season. They're and they're um, wide open to me for like two separate reasons. Like the AFC is wide open to me because I don't know who really is your best team. 
Like that's literally just like I don't know who you would put in that best team category. And then the I'll NFC. See the Bills, I guess would I mean the Bills would default be there. But I'm saying like all the team. Actually, the Bills probably aside, every other AFC team has flaws in some way, shape, or form. That's going to be competing. Mm-hmm. And then the NFC, obviously, they have some flaws, but like you really have like the cream of the crop, top five, and the. Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams. You have those mm-hmm. five, the Power Five, who all of them, you just don't know who's going to come out of those five. Like, you could tell me any one of those five are going to make it, and I would be like, two. I mean, the Cowboys would just be weird because of the Cowboys, and the Cardinals would be weird just because like, of how people perceive them. But if any team, one of those teams made it, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, I can't say... I don't know if any one of those teams would be weird. I think, I think if any team right now feels like they're gonna win it, I don't know why it feels like the cow. It feels like the Cowboys years right it, now. It, it does. It because, feels that way. Because it feels that way, especially after that Cooper Rush win. Like they're just they're they're not making many mistakes. They're winning good games. They're explosive on offense. Uh, it's weird because it, Mike McCarthy, like he's just to me uh, slightly above average coach to average coach. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's uh He's not. He's probably a better Jason Garrett. Basically, is you know what he might be as far because you know he's known for his offense. But yeah. uh, you know, where was I going with this? My fault. Uh, no, the the Cowboys. Oh, it feels the like Cardinals, the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys feels like they're year. The Cardinals they got an explosive offense. You know, obviously start off seven and zero, then they lose that game to the Packers. But more importantly, Kyler looked somewhat injured at the end of the Packers game. Yeah, he sprained his uh, ankle. Uh, J.J. Watt's out for the season. That hurts because obviously J.J. Watt brought a different level of veteran presence there, and obviously it's still J.J. Watt, so you still have to account yeah. for him even if he's not the same athlete as he was in 2016. And they still got Chandler Jones. Uh, I yeah. mean, really the, the they main got, thing They still got a good defense, Isaiah Simmons. They still, they still got uh, Buda Baker. They, they've got pieces. They've got players that can play, obviously. Main thing there, like, is if Ky- Kyler can stay healthy, you know, with his style of play, being out of the pocket. He's obviously not the biggest of quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he's very susceptible to injury, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, that's going to that's gonna be what their rise or fall is, is Kyler and his health. Uh, yeah. You know, the Packers, obviously – Look how they always do. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers holding it down. Uh, you know, they got the tough win in Arizona last week. That was a great game. Yeah, that was probably the game uh-huh. of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that too. I'm just trying to, I'm thinking about all the other games. That was probably. That's a lot of good games. It's probably, it's been a good. probably game of the week. So, yeah, that NFC, like you said, it's kind of ruled by that big five of the Rams, Bucks, Packers, Cardinals, and Cowboys. Yep. If I had to pick one, if I absolutely had to pick one, it would it would be man. It's hard to pick really between the Bucks, Packers, and Cowboys. I could see, I could foresee all of them winning it. The Bucks, you can throw on the Cowboys. Probably it feels like the their most, year. The Buck, yeah, the Cowboys. It feels like it's earlier. They they you can obviously throw on them too, but they feel the most complete when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Packers are always going to be there. The Packers is the same thing every year, really. They're always going to be there. They're going to be either a play away from the NFC Championship game or the play away from the Super Bowl. They're always going to be in a crunch time game in either the division. You're going to see them in the Final Four about every year, especially with the way they've constructed these rosters. The defense looks much better. They have a running game. They they're a team that if they cut if Odell gets cut and he goes to Green Bay. 
that's a game change because that's Devontae Adams with Odell. Then you got Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Like, that changes everything if they get Odell. And then, uh, yeah, for sure. And then when you got with the Rams, they just traded for Von Miller yesterday. So that's an improvement for, to their defense. Uh, they pretty much disregard draft picks altogether. They only have two draft picks in this upcoming draft. Yeah, the, um, they don't have they like they much, have one in the first four rounds. Like this, they're going to be scary up front. Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. If you can get eighty percent of Von Miller, of like what he was in twenty fifteen, that's scary. That ever since scary. Sean, ever since Sean McVay's been there, the front office is treated. That franchise, like how I used it, like when I used to play Madden, exactly how I would treat their franchise. But we just trade all my draft picks for stars, and that's what they do. Like they've that's been their model since McVay's been there. Like I'd say the last four or five years, and they've stuck to it. So I mean, good for them. It's definitely got some uh, some downside if stuff goes bad there, because you know who knows Stafford and all of them could get old fast. Um, the other team I would add to it though, that could be there who just. Had a devastating injury to the quarterback would be the Saints sitting at five and two. Their defense, their defense is really see. They're like right. They're that next tier below them, but their defense is really, really good. Obviously, they have Alvin Kamara. The two things that hurt with them is Michael Thomas is now out for the season. He's he had a setback and now he's out for the season doing Michael Thomas yeah. things because he's cool. And then obviously Jameis Winston tore his ACL and so he's out. So if they had Jameis, I would definitely say more. But leaning on Trevor Simeon for the rest, and they may be someone for Cam Newton to go to, you know. And that's what I was getting at was uh, how they were. They would be on the rise there, or they would be a contending team because, you know, any the, the job Sean Payton does with them year in and year out, like one way or another, they are going to be the thick of things, whether it's with a noodle arm, True Breeze, or or Jameis Winston, who is like a reclamation project. Yeah. And now, like, we've gone, rumors of them reaching out to Phillip Rivers. Rumors yeah, I, of, saw, I, say, I rumors, saw that too. Rumors that Philip Rivers would listen. I would be really interested in that. I don't know how that would work, given that he obviously didn't have any training camp, any offseason. He's been obviously uh, coaching high school, I guess. So that's been around the game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not this. Obviously, it's not com- in remotely the same. It's high school football as a coach rather than playing quarterback. But like, you're still going outside. You're seeing football. You're reading football. He's throwing it with the with the quarterback, so at least he's been there and not just sitting on the couch. So like it means yeah. they're a little bit better, but obviously he's it's foot coaching high school compared to playing quarterback for the five and two Saints. Yeah, I would say it's pretty comparable to sitting on the couch compared to you know what else he's used to, you know. So yeah, I would, I would be really interested to see what a Philip Rivers coming out of retirement in week nine or week 10 or later, what that looks like. Cause you know, they're in a position to where they can make some noise. It's interesting if they, they go with the Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon route, or if they do try to reach out to a cam, maybe later says they're not interested right now. They're going to see how it goes with Taysom and Trevor Simeon who look good. Trevor Simeon looked good in that game. All the backups. It was a backup Sunday. Mike White lit it up. Uh, but I'm really interested to see what happens with the Saints moving down the line. We got a lot of season left. Uh, yeah. Let's get, you know, tr- let's transition right there. Mike White, he faces, comes in for relief for uh, Zach Wilson against the Patriots. In the game, they lose 54-13 to to the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Lights it up Sunday. Uh, before we get to the Patriots, I just want to say Mike White, the Jets, 
fans and the Jets team, they looked excited to have Mike White out there. It's not that they don't respond to Zach Wilson, but I've, I have not seen the Jets look that alive and I don't know how long like they responded really well to Mike White and not only that he was he was out there slinging it like he yeah he was getting the job done out there like he I think he only had what six incompletions I don't know I got yeah, a stat line right in front of me but he, I think he, went he had like a really 38. he had a really good game um I'll look right here but I don't like the thing that I didn't understand was out of all the quarterbacks the one that, like, obviously Trevor Lawrence you knew was going to start from day one. So, like, you knew Trevor Lawrence. But, like, out of all the other quarterbacks, like, I don't understand why Zach Wilson was the one that people were like, yeah, let's go push for him. Like, he came, he's from BYU. He didn't play competition. Like, I don't, like, he's barely seen NFL talent, and they're just going to throw him. He feels like a guy who's like, okay, he has the talent. He has everything. Let He has what we need for um, it tangibles. Let's build the intent. Like let's build him for the year. Like I don't understand why he wasn't a bridge quarterback. I feel like they needed a bridge quarterback with him. And I think that, I think that, that's the one was, thing that's got me. If I would compare it to the people like like you wanted like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, if I compare it to those two, Zach Wilson's definitely a bit more polished than them. Uh, is what I would say. Is he's more polished? He's got. He's got a good arm. Like he's got he's got a lot of talent. The Jets didn't seem to have a lot of talent around him. Yeah, see, and then I, guess I say that and then Mike White goes out and lights it up. Mike White goes out and has a has a Joe Montana day. So yeah. I don't know. We'll kind of see going forward. But I mean I with Zach Wilson, you know, just facing him those two times, obviously, as we saw with uh with the fuck's his name? Mike White. Cardinals quarterback. Oh, Cardinals quarterback? Yeah. No, Chargers quarterback. Why is it oh, so Justin Herbert. Right Justin Herbert. We've seen with him. We make any young quarterback, Belichick can make any young quarterback look less than themselves. Yeah, he did so, it with uh, Andrew Luck. He did it with Andrew Luck. So with Zach Wilson, like, you know, from what I've seen with him, and I've watched a little Justin Fields this year, and Trey Lance isn't ready at all, as we've seen. Like, that's kind of a mess in uh, San Francisco. Jimmy, Jimmy G kind of resurged himself this week having a good game. But Trey Lance looks two years away. Justin Fields... Finally looked pretty confident this week. He had an incredible round. I don't know if you saw his yeah, round. No, that's, that scramble was, that scramble's probably going to be the best scramble of the season. Like for scramble, maybe not best run, but best scramble probably of the season. Unless I'm forgetting one like right now. Like maybe Lamar like will do something crazy because it's Lamar. But It seemed like that. That was definitely an incredible round. That was one of the best scrambles I've seen in quite a while. But... Yeah, I mean, just compared to Fields, I would, you know, I see why Zach Wilson started. The reason why I wouldn't have started him, I guess, would just be because of the Jets and they didn't have talent around. Like, they just seemed like a JV team. That was, you know, I say that, but, you know, here they are. Two and five. Salah's um, got him playing hard. That's the one thing that got they Got him playing hard, which is, can't you know, they're a, win, they're a win above Miami. Miami looks like a disaster. Like you can't believe. Like yeah. we, not, we did not imagine they would be one and seven with the no. one win against the Patriots in a game that where have all Damian Harris had to do was <laughs> score. And who knows? Maybe the Dolphins come back down and score and answer us and they win. But man, what a what a shitty loss that was. Yeah. But moving to our Patriots, moving to the Chargers game. Oh, hold on, just a second. All I wanted to say was Mike White went thirty-seven to forty-five, four hundred five, three touchdowns, two picks. Obviously, the two picks you want to do without. But again, for a backup quarterback coming in against a red-hot Bengals team who had just beat the Ravens in a rout, that is a 
that that's as close to Joe Montana kind of game you're gonna get. So he lit it up. So kudos to up. kudos to Mike White. He looked good in that game. He even looked, like I said, he even looked good against us, even in a fifty-four to thirteen loss. Like he didn't look like your average backup who just looks, you know, deer in headlights kind of thing. He at least looked like he knew how to handle an offense. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that that definitely and definitely. But and that, that was the I, only thing I was going to say with Zach Wilson. It's just because he played. The difference between him and like Trey Lance is also someone that I understand sitting more than Fields, I guess for me. From I mean, obviously before watching because Field played at a Fields played at Ohio State. Zach Wilson played at BYU and didn't really see NFL talent, and then obviously Trey Trey Lance played at North Dakota State. So that that when you don't play D one talent every day and you're not seeing it, that's the thing I. That's the I want to wait, but I guess with me for Fields, it was more so he has seen that. So it, it it's weird for me, but I understand both sides. Personally, I understand both sides. But we can go on to the Patriots now. Yeah, the Patriots. So they go, they face the Chargers. I, you said you did not get to watch the majority of this game. Uh, no. I will say it was another, a lot of the game was a lot of disappointment from Josh McDaniels until they really needed good play calling. That's what Caleb Lanou um, said because I was looking at stats and I was following like, like I had the score thing up, so I was like on, on NFL.com, so I was seeing every play that was going on, just like reading that as I was watching the uh, Bucks game. But they, why didn't they run more? Like, can you tell me that? Like, because you obviously saw the whole game. I felt like Damian Harris should have carried the ball thirty times. The Chargers are not good against the run at all. They ran their fair share amount. It well, was it, a it lot. Felt of, first it half was, at least. It felt like they didn't run enough. But I could it was wrong. a lot. It was a lot of. It was a lot like the beginning of the year where it was run, run, play action, uh, screen pass here. Like it was just a lot of vanilla play calling where the runs weren't imaginative at all. They run up the middle. Uh, and then it got to the point where it would kind of work because of where the field position was. And, you know, a lot of the game was a Nick full game. Like we've seen, like where it seems like Nick Folk has the majority of the points, but you know, the defense took over this defense looks great. Like they've definitely found their rhythm. And they're only going to get better. Uh, JC looks great. Adrian Phillips had the two picks and a pick six. Mm-hmm. This defense gets takeaways every week. Uh, and like I said, McDaniel started putting Mac in the gun towards the end of the game. And that's when we really broke away on offense. kind of cemented the game. Herbert didn't look good at all against us. Uh, last two weeks, he, obviously, a lot of people have been talking about like his ascension, and then obviously you see sports shows that just jump way too far. I was like, is he as good as Mahomes yet? Like, calm down, everybody. But last two weeks, he's played the Ra- he played the Ravens, and they had to buy, and then they played the Patriots. Wait, 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 wait. Who said he's as good as Mahomes? I've never. Well, no, it's not, not as good as Mahomes. You were getting. Like, I remember I was watching, I was looked, tuned into the herd because I follow them as well on Instagram, and he was starting to talk about. They were talking about, like, um, Herbert in comparison to Mahomes. I know other shows had as well that not that he's better than Mahomes, but like he's right there. Like he's like right, like it's gonna. The, and I was like, guys, just calm down a little bit. I understand Herbert is really, really good, and he's going to be. He's probably gonna end up becoming the second or third best QB in the AFC. Actually, second, third, fourth. He'll be in that top four in the AFC for a long time because obviously Lamar's young, Joe Burrow's young, Patrick Mahomes. So. But I don't know. I just felt like people signed to jump was jumping on the uh, Herbert bandwagon, obviously because he also had a really good rookie season too. So, 
But that, yeah. I not see. That's really interesting. I did. I completely forgot about this. You mentioned last week how it doesn't seem like we fare well going to L.A. Mm-hmm. But I completely forgot. We had a 45 to zero victory last year yeah. with Cam as the quarterback in L.A. And I remember like I, I was thinking even like the Brady days. Like I remember it seemed like any time we went out to L.A. or San Diego, even that we would win. I don't see. Yeah, I, I guess for, I guess for me, I, I forgot I about last. About last I forgot about last year because yeah. that one came after. I think that came after the Rams loss, like where it felt oh, like our season was deflated. I'd have to look, but it felt I. It felt like our season was semi like done, and then we went out and we decided to kill. Because I completely forgot about that game too when I was. It was a December. It was a December game. I know that. Yeah, I can look right now, but anyways, the game the game was from what I obviously was close and then obviously the pick six at the end sealed it really. Yeah, it should not have been close to my eye, honestly. Um well, we ended up winning end up being twenty seven twenty four. Why was I thinking it was twenty seven seventeen? Oh, because they scored like- a late they scored a late touchdown. Like a real like on that last round, they scored a, like a late touchdown to get there. Uh, yeah, they, they, but their offense really did struggle with us. Like we could have put that game away early if the play calling is just a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we got twenty seven. That's you know it's definitely more than the uh, the fourteen and seventeen point games we were seeing earlier in the year. Um, they're only going to get you know obviously I've been on here ripping Josh McDaniels and he didn't have the best game this past week, but they're only going to get better. It seems. Uh, you know, Mac was 18 for 35, 217. He didn't play the best game either. So in Josh McDaniel's defense, he was missing a lot too. Yeah. So Aguilar had a good game. Uh, Jacoby Myers still needs to get his first touchdown. But, you know, everything's coming along. It's it's feeling, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's feeling a lot like the early 2000s Patriots were. That defense is there. They control the ball. And they're hitting open guys. And they do just enough to win. And, uh, you know, if you, for instance, like we got the Panthers this coming week, we got their backup quarterback, mm-hmm. Darnold's going to be out by the look of it. So we're going to get PJ Washington. You obviously Walker, kind of. Yeah, Walker. PJ Walker. Yeah, PJ Washington's in the NBA. Say, he's a power forward. <laughs> but yeah, so we get the Panthers. Looks like at Carolina, too. And you still probably favor us in that game because we're playing, playing a backup, right? Mm-hmm. So we probably come away with that victory. And then we get the Browns, we get the Falcons, the next good Titans. So we got we got some good games after this. If we make the playoffs, you can certainly go back and say, you know, do the who did we beat game with New England? Because, you know, obviously their other wins are the Jets, two games, the Texans. And, you know, like I said, we might get the Panthers here. The Chargers are our first real credible win, yeah. I guess you could say. Uh, so, you know, if we're in the playoffs at the end of the year and people want to play the who did they play game, I completely get it. I don't think this is a team you're going to want to play in January, though, if that's the case, regardless who we get, because it would have to be a wild card spot. Uh, but we let me tell you this. We're going to put ourselves, especially if the Bills, you know, lose a couple games here. We got two December games against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. We're in good position. We're in good position. We're exactly where we want to be. You know, two weeks ago, I'm up here complaining screaming my head off about Josh McDaniels, but you know, it's November, first week of November now. And the Patriots are starting to play their best football just like how it usually is every year. Obviously minus last year, but you know, yeah. this is how it usually goes is, you know, you have a kind of iffy first two months where you're like, oh, what is this team? What is this defense? And you know, right on schedule, this defense is tough to score on. 
in this offense, as long as they're not giving away the ball, as long as they're not going three and out, is, you know, maybe not dangerous, but tough to really force your hand against because we're fumbling. We're still fumbling the ball more than that. Yes. I don't know what that's yeah, about. Yeah, we, we got to work on our hands. Um, So, yeah. uh, what, did you have anything else? I was going to say, Max not turn the ball over too much. Like, he's not, he's not reckless with the ball. It's really, like, on offense – if we're you know if we're not getting field goals, it's really coming down to these dumbass fumbles. That's all it is. That's all it is. But we can transition to NBA if you want. I'm done with the NFL. No, I was gonna say I was just gonna say a couple more things about the Patriots, and then we can move right to the NBA. So last year they they beat the Cardinals right before in a close game. Then they beat the Chargers, and they're oh yeah that was it. It wasn't because I thought those the Rams was before. The Rams were after. So we were like, oh, yeah, we've got it. And then the Rams blew us out. Then the Dolphins beat us and the Bills blew us out. And now it's their season. But there's that. Um, we need to win this week. Because we were talking, I was talking to the Cowboys. I was like, we need to go. We need to beat the Jets. And then out of the Chargers, Panthers, Browns, we needed to win two out of those three. Yeah, we'll and win. So, we'll we we'll need this week. I understand Christian McCaffrey's, I think, coming back for this week. Obviously, they're starting their backup because Sam Darnold was in concussion protocol and he's been playing like garbage. But with a backup quarterback, we we need to win. I don't care if it's at Carolina. It could be underwater. We need to win this game. Like, this is one of those ones. Like, this this is just one of those ones for me that we need to win, get to 5-4, and four, and then that Browns game will be tough, obviously. They can run the ball. They can control the pace. It really comes down to who can do better on third down, like one of those almost who can do better on third down and who's better in the red zone against the Browns. I'll just give you this right now. I'm not worried about the Panthers or the Browns game. I'm not worried about either of those games, especially with the backup quarterback in this position. They may or may not have McCaffrey. The way the rhythm of this Patriots team that they're playing right now, even though it's just two wins in a row, the rhythm they're playing with and the comfort that they're playing with is a lot better than, say, even in the Bucks and Cowboys games. And those are two contenders, and we're going toe to toe with them. Uh, but the level of the confidence, especially, I can't emphasize enough on defense, the rhythm and the pass rush, and all three levels of the defense, the way we're playing, cannot be understood. We're going to be tough to score on. And uh, PJ Walker, he's not—he's not going to do anything if Herbert didn't. He's going to have to have the game of his life if that's the case. And uh, the Browns, with, we didn't even mention with Baker, he's got a torn labrum in his in his left arm, I believe. Yeah, he has a so torn labrum in his left, so he can't even—you you can't. That's usually a season-ending injury for most players. So he's not even—he's a shell of himself at this point. So I'm not – the Browns are in trouble, period. Like, they, they're, oh, fighting, yeah. they're fighting for a playoff spot just like us. So Oh, yeah, you no, know, they're, they, I mean, they're right in the hunt. They're right there in the hunt. It's the Browns, the Patriots, the Chiefs, which is weird to say in that group, but the Chiefs are there too because even in their win against the Giants, they didn't look good. And by the way, just like the Patriots getting thrown, even though Donald's not playing great as of late, they kind of get thrown a cupcake here with P.J. Walker – the Chiefs also get thrown away with Jordan Love getting his first start here in Green Bay. Oh, but what I still the- don't think it's a cupcake. I still think that game's going to be close. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you. I mean, I they they just played. We, we've never seen we've never seen Jordan Love 
before. So we'll see. I guarantee you this. The Chiefs definitely want to be playing Jordan Love rather than Aaron Rodgers. Well, so. I think ever. I, yeah. I mean, you'd rather play anyone than Aaron Rodgers that's not named maybe Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, 100%. But what I'm saying... But what I was gonna say, what I'm saying is for that game specifically, the Packers defense has actually been playing well. They've been playing very well all season. Their offense can run, and it's obviously it's gonna come down to if Jordan Love can make enough plays. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it won't be a cakewalk. I don't. Th- I personally don't think that game's a cakewalk. And with the way the Chiefs have been playing, they just almost lost to Daniel Jones and the Giants. Like I cannot, and they got blown out by Tennessee. Like I can't say that. Will it be a cakewalk? Maybe not, because, you know, if you're a backup, you want to be a backup in a situation where it is like that, where you got a talented team around you. But, like I said, the way the Chiefs are looking at it, when they're going, oh, it's we're facing Aaron Rodgers, now you're looking at Jordan Love in his first career start, their energy is going to be a little bit different oh, on the defensive oh, side yeah, of the ball than what before. Oh, for so, sure. I mean, if, they, if they can even get a 10-point lead on uh, – on this Packers team, it's going to be a lot different than you know. And if it's Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be look. Their approach to that game is going to be a lot different. And if they win that game, coming off this win they just had against the Giants, they're going to be approaching the rest of the season a lot differently. Which oh, you know, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not me. You don't want, you don't want to give that a you know that Super Bowl contender. You know, especially when it's already got a win within the last few years. You don't want to give them that look. If you're going to kill them, you're going to kill them. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think they win this week against the Packers. Packers probably do put up a good fight, as you say, but I think the Chiefs end up getting the win there. Um, See, I would lean towards the Chiefs too, but I'm not going to – like, they just haven't looked good. Defensively, Green Bay is going to be able to run all over them. Aaron Jones and um, A.J. Dillon are going to be able to run all over them. They're getting Devontae Adams back. They're getting. They're gonna have a full, healthy team. They have a really good offensive line. It's obviously it's gonna come down to if Jordan loves going in his first game. How is he gonna look? So I'm not trying to make it sound like the Packers are gonna run away with this, but all I'm saying is that game. They're seven and one. Not this year's one of those years. Are seven and one not only because of Aaron Rodgers. They have a complete team. So um, that's what I was just saying. With obviously the you saw the Cowboys with a complete team. They beat a solid Vikings team. So I, I mean, with uh, Cooper Rush, and he's only thrown three passes in his life. So, prior to that game, it's going to be interesting. I'm not saying that that the Chiefs won't win, and I'm not saying that the Chiefs are and Patrick Mahomes is Kirk Cousins, but the way he's been turning the ball over, I just think that game's going to be more interesting than what someone would think with Aaron Rodgers out. All right. Anyways, moving on to the NBA. After all the, f- I'm moving on. Um, what I wanted to say was to start off, I love the way the Heat look. I love. Yeah, I love. I mean, Tyler Hero. Right. That's now. why I couldn't believe. You, that's why I couldn't believe you had him as a sleeper. I was like, this team's a contender, contender. Like they're they're ready to win right now. For me and personally, they, I thought they, uh, they're running out. They're running out with the energy. They they got the look of a championship team right now. Like they they're hungry and uh, they got the energy. They got the good vibes around that team. They're they're going to be tough to beat come June or not June. Sorry, come playoff time. That's final time. We don't know if they're going to be in the finals, but come playoff time, April, May, that's going to be a tough out in the playoffs, Miami, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. And um, one thing I wanted to say was obviously last year, coming off of their the, the bubble year, and they went to the championship, they lost in six. Everyone was loving Tyler Hero. 
Then Tyler Hero last year had a very bad playoff run. He had a step back of a season from what you expected. Yeah, the sophomore Sophomore. something. Yeah, you expected. He didn't have a bad season. So anyone who was saying he had a terrible season, they just didn't actually see. But, like, especially toward – he had a terrible playoff series. But the whole Heat really did. That wasn't named Jimmy Butler. But um, he had a bad playoff series for sure. He looks laser-focused. And I mean that, like, obviously, you know, if you make a shot at the end of the – he made, like, a running three – banked off glass at the end of the quarter against the Hornets. I saw that, And yeah. his face didn't change. It, like, in that kind of, I mean, it was something really small, but those little things were, like, he's all business. Like, it wasn't trying to celebrate. It wasn't trying to, like, he's just all business. And right now he's averaging 22-6-4 and four with 47% from the floor and 41 from three. I don't think mm-hmm. he'll keep up that exactly, but I don't think he's going to shy away too much from that. Like, he, I think he had heard all the noise last year, said he was a walking bucket, and then got slander, and he's like, okay. And he, him coming off the bench, I think, should stay. He's perfect off the bench. He feels like Harden or Ginobili kind of thing right now. Where they're just that, like, there's that starter off the bench with that spark. But I like, I love the way the Heat are looking right now. Yeah, like, like I said, he got that good energy around him. Um, they look like they'd give the Bucks definitely a run for the money if they if they had to be in a series. And they uh, and they've beat them. Like I mean, obviously the Bucks won a championship last year, but it's pretty much the same kind of team returning. The Heat can think back like we have seen this exact team, but we've beat them. Obviously the Bucks are champions, so they're more proven. But it's still yeah. the same. It's not like there's a much different construction of that team, and they got PJ Tucker who was on that team. So you kind of get you kind of get more of a little bit more of the ins and outs and things like that. So the Heat definitely are not scared, and they would be favored against everyone that's the Bucks, other than the Bucks. I think they'd even be favored against the Nets right now because of the way they're looking. Yeah, Harden's out of shape. He said he's playing his way into shape, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, he was shy. He's not getting it. He's not getting the same calls, uh, you know, obviously as they're uh, they're looking to, you know, referee that a little mm-hmm. differently, jumping into players and such. So yep. he's not getting his calls and he, you know, I don't know what's he out. He's probably having like 22 a game right now. He's not looking the same. No, 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 no. He's not. He's looking a step slower. And I'm not saying he can definitely get back to what he is, but he's looking a step slow right now. He's not looking like Harden. He's actually only averaging 19, 7 and 9. Which is yeah, which is really good, but for Harden it's not. But that's off nineteen seventy nine is obviously it's better than Ben Simmons' career average and we know how good he is, but yeah, no, he's only shooting forty percent from the floor. He's only going to the line five times a game, which is wild. <laughs> Especially yeah, for I him. Mean, I agree. Like he he's he's saying he's playing himself into shape. Cool. Like if you want to do that, fine, like whatever. That's probably some of it, sure, because that's what he says. Yeah. The five foul shots a game, that's definitely losing some sort of step. I don't know what that is. I mean, that could be a lot of uh, mileage of, you know, all the years he was carrying Houston and, you know, getting to the line 12 or 13 times, even maybe if it should have been only, you know, eight. And that's the rule change a little bit. The rule change definitely has something to hinder with that, too, because he's not getting the exact same calls. Like, obviously. If you take away one of the threes a game, he would kick his leg out or lean into and get three free throws. That's three free throws right there. That brings your average up to five to eight. So, you know, and it, like though that's going to be different. He's just not as aggressive, too. But uh, him, him not being the same one-on-one player, that's a little alarming. 
But again, mm-hmm. he's not. But, he, but James Harden is saying is how the calf injury he had or what the hamstring injury he had, I believe. Yeah. The best way to treat it is rest. And that's what he did all summer. Besides, you know, parading around with a little baby all summer. But, you know, if that's true, then okay. Then he does have to play his way into shape, into rhythm. So it might be until late November, mid-December, until we see what James Harden and the Nets really look like. Because Durant looks great. Their supporting cast goes from game to game. Blake doesn't look as good as he did in the uh, in the playoffs, no. even for them. Um, and, you know, you still got the Kyrie question mark. When's Kyrie come back? Will Kyrie come back? So you just, you really don't know that team. Just like you don't know the majority of these contenders as far as, like, the Lakers... You know the Clippers have the Kawhi question. I personally don't think he's coming back. But, oh, he's not. You know, a I lot know. of these teams, a lot of these teams have so many question marks around them. Um, and that's why, also, per- like before the season started, I was telling you that I think, and I mean, our Warriors are also with that in the question mark of Clay. But I was, I was thinking they have a chance to go to at least a conference championship because they have a good camaraderie, and then they're at obviously the question mark is Clay. So I felt like their question mark was different than, say, Kawhi Leonard or, you know what I mean? That was kind of what my Eric Jamal Murray kind of thing. That was why I had them there early on. But obviously we'll see because if Clay is not Clay, they're not winning it. Or yeah, any still, semblance of Clay. Still a, big, still a big question mark, just like it's a big question mark with, with the Lakers, with the, with nuggets, the Snapchat, the, with everybody yeah. else. Because right now the only sure bet – Right now, if you're really putting it on, is would be the Heat, I guess, because the Bucks are still technically out of the playoff picture. Uh, you know, obviously they're in the play-in right now, technically. Are, like, yeah, because they were. I think they were the 13th seed because Boston was like the 14th. Don't even get me started on them. Oh, we're gonna get started um, on them. I need to. Let, I'm gonna give you the floor. I mean, I had the floor there for my Heat. I was gonna say the Heat and the Jazz look like your two because the Heat just looked like they got better with Kyle Lowry and then the Jazz and the Bulls. I should say they look like a new, really good team. Bulls look good. Bulls, Bulls are definitely gonna be a playoff team. I don't know if they'll be a contender this year, but definitely a playoff team. The Bulls look good. They're exciting. Uh, you know, good energy in Chicago. Knicks look good too. I'm liking what I see yeah. on the Knicks. Wizards are five um, and two. Surprisingly, I don't think that'll last, but. Uh, no, I think they got a good squad. I think they got a good squad, especially after last year. Hey, look, anytime Westbrook played last year, obviously he's not here now. But once Westbrook got going last year, that team was that one of the best records in the yeah. league from well, like yeah, January. They almost, yeah, they made a. Uh, they're kind of like the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks had a better starting position, so that's why they were able to get in the playoffs and they rode with that. But mm-hmm. they were. They went from like almost the worst team in the league to being like right on the cusp, and then they went to the play-in game and obviously lost to the Celtics. Correct? If I'm right in that, the Hawks? No, 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 no. The Wizards. No, the Wizards. They had a. Yeah, I thought they got to the. They played. They 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 might have. Yeah, they lost to us, but they played. Who they played in the first round last year? I think they played. Um, Milwaukee. They played Brooklyn last year in the first round, right? No. I thought they played Brooklyn in the first round. Oh, they might have. They might have actually. I think they did. Bob, then they played us in the second round. Pretty sure it was uh, Westbrook versus Durant in the first round. Okay, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure on that because I know that they played. Because I thought they played you in the play-in game, and then Jason Tatum had like 50. If I remember, like th- I or didn't Jason Tatum went off? They lost to us, and they had a second play-in game. They won. Oh, they put they faced the 76ers last year and yeah. lost in the first round. Yeah. Um, but no, I like the Wizards roster with uh, the addition of Dinwiddie, 
They got Daniel Gafford, who's still who just got injured, but he looks to be coming back. Uh, I think Thomas Bryant comes back for them soon. They got Montrezl Harrell, who's playing. Sorry, Harrell, who's playing his ass off for them. They look. I like their roster. I like their roster. What's up? Said so he's doing exactly what you expected him to do. That's why I didn't get why he wouldn't play on the Lakers last year. So everyone was like, they won the Lakers won the off season because they came out of the championship and then they added Harrell, they added or Harrell, they added they added multiple pieces where you're like, oh wow, they just came off a championship and they got a little better and then they obviously didn't pan out last year. Injury helps, injury helped that too. But I don't understand why he didn't play. He's just an energizer bunny. Like I just don't understand why you don't play him. Yeah, I think he's a tough matchup defensively for some bigs was their problem, but. That's someone I've said over and over. I would take Trez on my team any day of the week. He's such an energy player. And even that, he's more than an energy player because, you know, that's pretty much what I expect him to come in as the league as was just this guy, kind of like Ken Farid, mm-hmm. who's just rebounding, giving you energy. And he's got he's got that's a little mid-range game now. He's got a low post game to him. He's got he's got low-key some little Kevin McHale moves when he gets in the block. Uh, I, you 18 know, 18-10 is not just a, a hustle guy. You don't get eighteen exactly. and ten. You don't wake up and get eighteen and ten as a hustle guy. You get like four and thirteen, like Reggie Evans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the extreme end, but yeah, that's why Trez has become one of my favorite players. He is, you know, coming out of Louisville. I never expected him to be this level of a player, but he's a true impact guy. Definitely a guy you want on your team. He's gonna give it to you. He's gonna play hard every night. Yep. So. Yeah, I like where the Wizards are at. But if you really want me to talk about the Celtics, I'll complain about them for um, two minutes. Four is yours. Uh, I'm just, they blew a thirty, led a thirty-eight to nine lead to blow a game. They're two and five, and you go. There's not much to say. I mean, any Celtics fan will tell you who's watched this team, especially since last year, because last year was last year was probably the most frustrating season we've had compared to. Kyrie's last season, but that was its own thing in itself, as you've seen with Brooklyn. And, you know, basically ask any team Kyrie's been on, you're going to have some sort of experience where it's just incredibly frustrating to have him on your team. And that was 20, 2019, I believe, right? That was 2019. That was his last season. Uh, yeah. yeah 20, 2020 was a lockout year, and that was his first, or uh, the bubble, sorry, pandemic year. And that was his first year with Brooklyn. Yep. So 2019, we, if you ask anybody, into that year a lot. I mean, we should have walked into, I don't know about walked in the finals, but we should have been the favorite one in the finals. But we had problems with Kyrie all year. Incredibly frustrating. One game we would look like uh, the favorite in the East. The next game we'd look like, you know, just your next middle of the pack team with a ton of talent. Like, I can't even describe you the talent that was on that team in 2018 and 19. 18 had some injuries. 19 was just frustrating all around, right? 2020 bubble year, we look great, right? We go we go to that Sixers game. And Keaton, what I remember from that game, Celtics Sixers, we blow out the Sixers. I think Embiid comes back that game. I think it was February 1st of 2020, right? Yep. I think Embiid came back from an injury. He only scored two points. He scored like the opening bucket of the game. Didn't score the rest of the game. And that was more so him just working his way into shape. What I remember most about that game more than anything, more than Jalen. Jalen Brown had a great game that game. I think he was our leading scorer. What I remember most was Philly had no angles to score. Like Boston was just doing whatever they wanted on defense. And I left that game more confident than ever that we would be at the least in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is exactly where we ended up. Obviously, we had the what four-month layoff. Uh-huh. Go to the playoffs. We lose in six to the Heat, blah, blah, blah. We lose Hayward. 
some Celtics fans were happy to see that because of his injuries. I was not because the lapses you've seen in the last two years with the Celtics where they'll get up 10 or they'll get down 10. They could be up 10, up 15, and down 15 in the same game. That didn't happen as much with Hayward because he's such a stable force. He's such a smart player. You would know because you're a big Gordon Hayward fan. Like yeah. you were a fan of him when he was in Utah. He's got this like Draymond Green. He's got a he's got this point guard to him, even if he is six eight. Yeah, you used know to call I mean? him a mini LeBron. I used, used to call him mini LeBron. Used to call him mini LeBron. It's true because he has such a feel for the game. And Al Horford, I would put in this category too, where it's such where if things would get a little haywire, you could just kind of put the ball in either Hayward's or Horford's hands, or not even put the ball. The ball would find them, and they would just make the play. They would just make the right play. Haywire for Hayward. Yeah, right. No lie. No lie. <laughs> but then in the last two seasons, last year, you saw a lot of that. We would get down 15. The energy wouldn't be there. They would kind of they'd carry themselves like, you know, kind of like what they've been. They've been to the conference finals this time. Like, they didn't really need to be in the regular season, which you can't do when you're that young of a team, right? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, as I've mentioned time and time again on here, we didn't have one game last year. All the games last year, I don't know, what was it, 72-game season last year? Yes. Didn't have one single game with our full roster. At least some part of our team was injured. Because, uh, you know, that Evan Fournier trade, that was a great trade. He was like the perfect replacement for Gordon Hayward. He does a lot of what Hayward does. He's another one who's smart with the ball and can flat out score. You can see what he's doing with the Knicks right now, yeah. right? So he, he, dropped, they, think, he believe he dropped 37 on you guys in that Knicks game? Yeah, he did. He lit it up. He, he lit it up. Fournier's a great player. Yeah. So now you fast forward to this year. We're trying to mark smart at a point guard, which it's, it's whatever. It's not going... Bad, it's not going great, right? He's not a point guard. Though. Like I, I don't know. I don't. He's not a point guard, but it's kind of working because he's always he's always been okay in the pick and roll, and he is a smart passer. He's not shooting well. Uh, he's not playing hard consistently like he did two, three seasons ago. He didn't last year either. Uh, you know, I would always go our boy Nate, Nate Kennison. <laughs> he hates Marcus Smart. This is the first year I can agree with him. Like this is the first year, and I would say last year. Where I would say, yeah, he's doing exactly what, you know, Celtics fans fear the worst out of him, which is he's not making his shots. Maybe he might be turning the ball over. And he's definitely not playing defense as consistently as he used to be. Right. And uh, he kind of seems like James Harden, too. He seems like he's been playing his way into shape the last two years. He does not seem like the same athlete. Does not seem like the same athlete. So when you got your guy who's supposed to be the heart and soul of this team, he's supposed to be like what Draymond is to the Warriors. Yeah. And uh, he's certainly. Like I said, he's not carrying himself like that. And then you got Jason and Jalen who are more laid back guys who should be the leaders of this team. And they don't seem interested in being the leaders of this team at all. Uh you, you mentioned when Hero made a shot, that big that uh that half court running three, he banked and he didn't really have an emotion to it, right? Mm -hmm. Last game against the Bulls when they gave up that lead, Jalen Brown had an amazing game. He uh I don't know what he had in the first half, but he was cooking. He had a stretch where he made like three threes in a row. They cut to a timeout. Crowd's going crazy. He's walking, running back to the huddle, screaming like, this is my city, this is my shit, da-da-da-da-da. I'm watching that. I've seen, we've all seen players do that a million times. I did not feel it for a second. I've seen Jalen Brown's whole career. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I just didn't, something about it, I was like, man, I don't believe it. I just don't. Right? <laughs> just don't. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm just thinking about it because, like, the what first comes to my mind, obviously me being a Heat fan with, you know the way jersey you got? I actually have it hanging in a shadow box right behind me. 
every okay. time I do. So what I think of is Wade's game winner against the Bulls when he steps up onto the when he jumps up on the scoreboard scorer's table. Everybody in that arena, even the Bulls, were just like, "Yep, this is his house." <laughs> like I'm just thinking yeah. of that, and then you being like, "No, I don't even feel it." Like what is this? Yeah, it's, not, it's not even that. It's not even that we don't. Celtics fans don't love. We love Jalen Brown. We love, we love this whole entire He's playing team. Like the best player on the well, team this year. Him and Jason well, obviously. What we don't love is let me just go back to that first game against the Knicks, where I was. I think every Celtics fan was looking forward and was kind of bullish, even though they lost. Jalen Brown had an amazing game. He had forty six. Al Horford's the same player that left us two or three seasons ago. Yep, he's such a stabilizing force. Like he. I'm going to exclude him and Rob Williams from this. Everyone else, I'm going to ex- exclude Peyton Pritchard too because he just hasn't been getting enough playing time. We got a new coach. He's working out all these rotations. Pritchard and Neesmith are not getting enough playing time. Let's start there. They're not getting enough playing time. Uh, they should be part of the rotation. Horford, when he's in, because he's kind of on a minutes restriction, come back from COVID. Horford's great. Rob Williams is great. He's given us constant. Constant effort, constant defense. He's a young player, so he tends to get lost. Fine, but he's still playing hard, and he's still tough at the rim. He's a defensive force. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. We need more from This team is soft. The team, like when we had IT and all those guys, and the reason why I love like the 2018 and 19 squad with Kyrie and Hayward and all them, those first two years when we had them off signs and trades, uh, Man, did we have some dogs on this team? Like we had Marcus Morris, we had Rozier, Marcus Smart. Obviously, when he was in at his craziest, like he just isn't even that guy anymore. He's not even trying to fight anybody. Like that's what we need. We need guys who are, you know, if you're going to be down fifteen, you're going to smack someone just to get your team going. Get a technical just to get your team going. This team's looking for the rest of them. Just to get your team going. What's up? I said punch fans just to get your team going. I was yeah, being punch dumb. fans. But like, <laughs> I was for real, like, so fucking soft. Like, that's the thing I can't handle. Like, I love Jason and Jalen, but man, like, if you're down 15, get in someone's face. If you're down 15, go and get some offensive rebounds. Go get to the line. Like, that's one. Th- if I have one complaint about Jason Tatum, it's like, you know, someone who can get any shot on the court at any time he wants. That dude, like, if we're down eight, we need a bucket. You know, he'll settle for the step back three that's contested. Sometimes it goes in. Sometimes it doesn't. Get to the fucking rim. Like, that's the kind of stuff you need. That's what you need to be a star in this league is to get to the line consistently, mm-hmm. especially when you need it. And so that's the one thing um, that you also – that's the one thing that you've honed in on more than, like, your regular fan because you obviously you're not just a regular fan. Like, you'll come to me and you've talked to me like, Keenan, I don't know if you've ever done it, but go through the greats and their free throw, just their free throw attempts in playoff games. You've always talked to me about, like, you go through, you see LeBron, you see Mike, you see Magic, you see Bird, you see, like, all these greats that they don't dip and their free throws matter because free throws tell you a lot about how aggressive you are. Exactly. Go through go through any star who's a scorer, you know, like, like I, whether it's Iverson, whether, like you said, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, any score, Durant, Westbrook even. Mm-hmm. Go get their free throw attempts. And, uh, you know, I don't even have to do that with Jason or Jalen because they don't do it as much. And I would say this is a problem with Tatum more than Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown attacks a lot. He's one that's really got to kind of say, okay, it's my time when that comes up. I feel like him and Jason kind of are too hesitant with each other. Yeah. They'll put them up. I think they're both I think they're both in the top ten score right now. They're probably both averaging twenty eight a game or something like that. Uh, twenty six. Jalen's av- Tatum's averaging twenty six. Jalen's averaging twenty seven. 
Exactly right there. And look at our record. That's all, you know, that's all effort. That's all heart. That's all toughness. They did. That's all you need to know about that Chicago game. I think what, what were we at? 30? Yeah. We uh, um, I think it was like 20, anywhere around 25. I mean, they ended the game on a 38 to nine run. 38 to nine run. They scored only 11 points in the fourth. And this is the worst stat. This is the worst stat about that fourth quarter. They didn't have one defensive rebound. That's quitting. That's fucking quitting. That's all that is. You can get a defensive rebound, and then someone replied back to me when I said that, like, because that was a stat. I said on Twitter, like, that's quitting. Someone said, well, the Bulls went 11 for 14 from the floor. And that's exactly it. That's no defensive pressure. Teams going 11 for 14, and when they are, uh, they are scoring or they are missing, they're getting an offensive rebound anytime they want. Like, that's pathetic. That's that's way too... Of course. That's, that's way too much from a team that's been in the conference finals that much. Now, look, Jason and Jalen are still under 25. I think Jalen turns 25 this month. Or actually, no, he just turned 25 last week, I believe. But still, your stars are 25. And, yeah, your stars are 25 and turning 24, I think Tatum is. Yeah. And uh, they're great. Any team would love to have them. I'm not ready to give up on them yet. Um, and I think Mark is smart. He's not even 30 yet. We still got a young team. We still got a, you know, pretty veteran team for, you know, how young we are. And we have a new coach and it's only the second weekend. I'm really trying not to overreact, but I think where me and all Celtics fans are who are, you know, following this team is we're seeing the same old shit from last year where people were saying this was Brad's problem. It's not Brad's problem. This team is soft, as soft as you can get. Like I, you know, what made those, as I said, what made those IT teams and then the teams that came after the trade, what endeared Celtics fans so much was how tough they were, how gritty they were, and they were not afraid to get in your face at all. There's none of that on this team. And then we saw Marcus Smart, and he's not, like I said, he's not even getting in anyone's face. So softness, uh, play some fucking defense, rebound the ball, get in someone's face. Stop complaining. They just, they, they want to complain to the officials. Uh, they're just soft, charm and soft. And uh, man, if they fucking if they lose if they lose this game to the Magic tonight, after I believe they lost them in double OT, right? I missed that game this past weekend. Uh yes. I believe yes. it was the Magic. They lost them in double OT. We've been losing games in overtime. We're just losing period. We only got two wins. But if they lose tonight against the Magic, I don't even. It's going to be dramatic on Twitter for Celtics fans, but as it should be. Like normally, you, I mean, you know me. There's even last year, even through all the losing last year, a lot of the season, I was like, "Hey, like, let's get healthy, let's, you know, let's wait, let's wait till playoff time." Da da da. And it never happened. And sometimes that happens for a season. But when you got this much talent, this much offensive ability, this much defensive ability, that's one of the things I said going into this year. Why I said they could be a sleeper down the line is because of their defensive ability. Mm-hmm. They don't even have that. They're just soft. It looks like last season all over again. Everyone's healthy. They got to put it together. Then you got, I didn't even mention this. You got Marcus Smart calling out Jason and Jalen. Yeah. For I saw, passing, I, yeah I, which, which what was weird about that. Two things were weird about that was that wasn't the problem with the game at all. Like we lost, like I just said, we didn't rebound. We didn't play defense. Jason Jalen, we were getting good looks even in the fourth quarter. We just didn't make it. That happens. The defensive side of the ball is what killed us, right? The effort is what killed us. Once we got up 25-30, we decided the game was over. Can't do that, right? (laughs) Then Marcus Smart, of all people, who's not shooting the ball well at all, having a terrible season by all accounts, wants to say, oh, Jalen, Jason, need to pass the ball. Like, trust me, if that was the case, 
I would definitely be getting on them. But uh, no, we moved the ball well. We didn't make shots. We just got to play 48 minutes out of a 48-minute game. You can't play 36, you can't play 45, can't play 46, can't play 47.50. You got to play mm-hmm. the whole damn game. Like, um, I, I'm fed up with this team. I really yeah, I am. Tell. Jason Tatum needs to cut his three take from eight to five. I'm looking at the stats now. He's only shooting 39% on the f- from the field. That's not good. That's got to change. He's only getting to the line five times. Like, someone like Jason Tatum with how talented of a scorer he is, it's natural, it's smooth. He should live, not that he can't shoot through. I'm not saying I'm not one of those people. He only should get to the basket because he's 6'8". Like, no, he definitely can obviously shoot threes. He should shoot five. Rough, obviously, if you're hot, you're hot, whatever. But he should live in the mid-range. Like, he he should, he's so, he's big, he can shoot over the top, he has a post game, he has a nice post fadeaway, he can get to the basket, he's strong when he gets there. He's someone who definitely needs to, I mean, obviously Jalen Brown too, and he does that more often, but Jason Tatum is somebody who I feel needs to attack. Like, he's not Kevin Durant in the body. Like, obviously, he's not, like, the biggest guy in the world, but like even Kevin yeah, Durant will get to your mid-range. Like, I'm just... Yeah. That's just, yeah, he's not super skinny like a young Durant. Yeah, no, sure. like, he's obviously I'm not saying he's he's not he's not LeBron, but he's definitely not slight. He's someone yeah. who is definitely a regular NBA body. He can get to the basket and I think he needs to get to the basket more and be more mid not more mid-range central just because obviously the art of the mid-range shot's gone, but like I think that would help out. I think that would help because he is a solid playmaker. And him getting the ball there rather than shooting from twenty six out on a step back, you get the ball in the you get the ball in the post there. People are worried you kick out to actual shooters, and then people like Marcus Smart need to not shoot twenty eight percent from the floor or from three and make take six a game. But uh, that's my personal opinion. Obviously, I haven't watched every Celtic game because I don't watch the Celtics like that. But from what I have seen, they haven't looked great. Obviously, the record would tell you the same thing too. Yeah, I mean, I'll just reiterate what I said. The effort's not there. It's got to be there all 48 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not happy with this team. They play in about 13 minutes, so I'm going to go tune into that game and hate watch this team because they're not <laughs> even fun to watch. Like, I'm just going to sit there and complain the whole game. Um, that's not going to be me, me being negative. Like, they genuinely are not fun to watch. Like, I mean, besides, yeah, Jason and Jalen could get going, but, like, there's no passion they complain to the refs constantly. Uh, they just they just got to get their shit together. And again, they're still young. I get that. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, this new coach is kind of thrown into it. He's trying to figure out all these rotations. Meanwhile, Peyton Pritchard's not playing nearly enough. Uh, Aaron Neeson is not playing nearly enough. They both had great summer leagues. They both can shoot. Yep. Shooting league. Josh Richardson's getting way too many minutes. Um I'd like to see him scale back a little bit and then, you know, see what he does in that position. You know, give Neesmith more of these looks because we're getting a lot of threes. We're getting a lot of good looks from three and it looks good when we're going in, but then we got to defend after that. And I'm talking way too damn much about this team, way more than I want to talk about them because they don't deserve to be talked about because, you know, they got to win. And if, you know, they want to act like the team, they want to be the team they act like, which is, you know, the team that went to the conference finals, the team that was close to contending for some championships. Cool, but you know what? Kyrie's not here. Hayward's not here. Jalen and Jason are still here, but they were... Kemba's not there. Kemba's not there. He, I was but, say, regardless uh, of how well he was playing offensively, 
or how lack thereof of the offense was there. He was always playing with heart because Kemba always plays with heart. Always playing with heart. You know, he would at least talk to you. He's he's gonna. He, you know, Kemba's a leader. Yeah. Now we don't have that. Now we have just Marcus Smart, which is you know we'll see. Like if it continues this way, Marcus Smart's probably gonna be the first one to go. You know, I would assume. Even though Brad, like that's Brad's favorite player, like he will sing the praises of Marcus Smart just like the rest of these fans will. The fans are like, if the fans were 85-15 on Marcus Smart two or three years ago, or even 95-5 on Marcus Smart two or three years ago, it's now 50-50 or like 60-40 at the most in Marcus Smart's favor. So he's got to start doing his Marcus Smart things. Like I said, he doesn't look like he's the same athlete anymore. I don't know if that's him just, you know, again, doing the James Harden treatment of not having an off season and just, you know, just kind of chilling. Or if he just really has diminished because of how hard he plays, you know that that can be the case. But yeah. man, we need we need somebody in there to uh, you know light a fire under this team. I mean, our coach was complaining about our intensity like one week into the season, which isn't good. Like, no, and especially when, uh, especially as you've been saying, like they're young. That's the one thing that you shouldn't have to teach people. Like obviously, I'm not saying old people always have to lose it, but like when you're young, the one thing you should be is hungry. You should not feel entitled or defined. Like you should not feel in anything in any kind of spot because, what have you proven really yet? Like you should still be wanting the championship. You still be wanting. It's not like anyone's an MVP. They're not really perennial defensive player of the year. Obviously, you have two perennial all stars on your team, but like, I think when the one thing you shouldn't have is hung. Like the one hunger is what you should have. They've made two conference. I mean, think Tatum's been to two conference finals at this point. Yeah. So, I think like, he's been two and Jalen's been to three, I believe. Yeah, if, I can give, if I can give you one last example of this team, and I again, I just said I don't want to talk about it, but if I could just contrast it, would be just real quickly the last year we had IT and he went down in that Cavs series. Mm-hmm. Conference, I think it was the conference finals. I think it would have been the conference finals. The Cavs are up 3 0. They're obviously going to the finals. And, uh, Marcus Smart has this game, and this is a typical Celtics game. Like when you should count them out. Marcus Smart has this game where I think he had like eight three pointers against the Cavs, and we win. Yep, three one, and then obviously the Cavs win the next game. You know we didn't have nearly enough talent, but we still won. We still stuck with it. I can't even imagine this team in that same position. This team as constructed, which is way more talented than that team. This team was down three zero in that same position. I think they would just rolled over. I do. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, they obviously just Horford, but I mean, that's what it seems. That's what it seems like. That like they just don't have that kind of heart, which is frustrating when a lot of this team is still there at this core. You know yeah. what I mean? As far as Horford's back, Smart, Jay, you got four players from that from that run. So, and it wasn't that long ago. But can't live in the past. You got to focus on today. You got they they better win tonight. It's gonna get <laughs> ugly if they lose tonight. I promise you that. <laughs> And by the way, they better they better not just win. They better win by fifteen. Yeah, Jalen Suggs you know, shouldn't be doing anything to them tonight. If they, you know, if they win a four point slugfest against the Magic, I tell you that we they won't be celebrating it as much as you know, Laker fans have been celebrating their wins against you know back of the pack teams. But yeah, no, I was say, the, the Lakers doesn't say the Lakers big three is looking like they're starting to fit better. But at the same time, you can't really go out and be like, yeah. Beat the Rockets by two, <laughs> like yeah, right? we beat them. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, a couple things that I wanted to mention before we wrap up here. One, I want. I'm gonna actually a couple, a couple things. Yeah, one, 
want to say the battle rap event that I had was great. The way I said yeah actually reminded me of it randomly enough. But the battle rap event Drake host, uh, that Drake was a part of, great. You said it was, you said it was great. Yeah, it was great. I only asked that because uh, I meant because I meant to ask you. The reaction I saw on Twitter was negative towards it. Negative towards the event. Yeah, I think negative towards the matchups. Like they weren't. From what I saw, I only peeked oh. at it. No, um, the the only thing I could think of negative of would have been, uh, Geechee Gotti and Loaded Lux because Loaded Lux didn't come, didn't come out like people wanted him to because Geechee Gotti definitely won that. But the Pat Stay real sick. I'll go through the card. Pat Stay and real sick was a very good opening battle. Jazz the rapper and Gaddis. Jazz thirtyed her, three zero cleared her. And the probably the performance of the night, so everyone loved that. Then Tay Rock and New Jersey Twerk had a battle. That was battle of the night. That's a classic. So that was a phenomenal battle. Then Sue Surf and Calico had a really good battle. Surf won probably two one or thirty, ever however way you want to call it. Um, then r- the last two battles kind of made it weird because it was Rum Nitty and T Rex. Rum Nitty won that easy, but T the way T Rex is now is. He promotes himself as if he's really good, but he's not really good anymore. He's not good at all. So that's kind of weird. And then the last battle was good, but not great. I don't know why anyone would have said that event was terrible or like I not think, good. I think what I saw, I, from what I got, like I only looked at it quickly because I saw, because I remember you mentioned it. Yeah. And I saw it trending on Twitter and I saw people talking about it. People did, people for whatever reason didn't like the matchups out I think I don't think they wanted to see loaded lux is what I saw some of the people talking about they weren't able to have loaded lux on the card and what people are expect I think this is what I gathered from it is that it was a Drake hosted event in that the matchups did not make sense for like true battle rap fans that they kind of geared it towards Drake doing it like they just um, weren't happy with the matchups okay, and they especially that makes sense go ahead go ahead because then I'll tell you what they really weren't happy with, and I want to know your opinion about um, it. You could probably guess. Them, it makes sense. It makes sense for battle rap. I don't know why though, because for everyone, to everything. Because I obviously follow battle rap, so I don't just follow it and watch it. Like I actually like listen to different like people and the culture and everything. Like, um, Loaded Lux and Geechee Gotti needed to happen. The only battle that would have been weird, or like T Rex and Loaded Lux, I guess would be the only two people. On that mm-hmm. card, that would be questionable. At least to me, that card that card was at least an eight out of ten. Like I don't like there. I I left it because obviously there was a event a month before, and I left that event like there was an all time great battle, and then it was a Sue Surf thirty, and then the rest of the card was okay. With the la- the last battle, then this card I was like every battle's been good except for Loaded Lux disappointed me. That that and then yeah, T Rex and eh. That was kind of what it was. From what I've seen, I think maybe it was people being maybe disappointed in people's performance that night. But what people really got upset about was that apparently <laughs> you would know this. The first battle of next year is for whatever reason, Cassidy Freeway. Cassidy versus Freeway. Cassidy versus Freeway. Yeah. So okay. And for so, those who don't yeah. know if you're listening to this, and you know, I don't follow battle rap. But Cassidy and Freeway are not battle rappers. Those are two actual rappers. And Cassidy keeps trying to break in to the battle rap game. Am I correct there? Yes. Yeah, so, so pretty and much 
Cause and he keeps bombing. Like Cassie is trash at battle rap, from what I gathered. Yeah. And for some reason, he is going to be battling fellow Philadelphia legends freeway. But uh, I don't know what they what are they going to do? Run beats for that? Is it going to be an old school rap battle? Like I. Um, pretty much so for this, that battle, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I'm going to watch it probably because it'll be on a card that I care about, but I'm not going to care about it. Pretty much when they partnered with Caffeine and then Drake coming in, it is becoming a little bit more commercial. So I understand what people are saying there. Cassidy has been getting better and better every time, as you would expect. He's still not good. He's still not, no, still not good. Still not great. Like at all. The the reaction I saw was from everybody that like, because I just you know I went and searched it Philly versus free or uh, Cassie versus Freeway because I thought it, it was that night as like a surprise battle. Yeah, no, I'm glad but, it wasn't. But it's the first one of 2022, and everyone yeah. was basically like, "Why nobody's asking for this? Like, who asked for this? Why is this even happening?" Yeah, no, because no one would ask That's for it. It was pretty. It's pretty much like. It's pretty much like when people were like Murder Mook and Reed Dollars, like that battle on the card before this one, terrible. Why? Because they're both out of the culture and they were pretty much just a battle of people talking about who started what first. Like this battle is going to come out cool and it's going to be like people who can rap good but don't rap good in a battle rap setting. There are two separate raps. Now I'm not saying Cassidy can't rap, I'm not saying Freeway can't rap because they both can, but like. It's just not, there's not going to be a battle that I care to see at all, but I'm probably going to watch it because it'll be on a card that I care about. It won't be yeah. great though, because they both, I don't know. I, I won't, I don't think it'll bad. be good at They're all. They're not battle rappers. They're not battle rappers. That's the thing. You said nobody, nobody in battle rap wants to see that. Nobody in rap period would be asking for like a, a freeway versus Cassidy, anything right now. So no, yeah, that it, would be like, that would be like out of the blue on All Star Weekend, the NBA being like, guys, guess what? We got, Jeez, I don't even know. It'd be like them being like, we got Stephon Marbury versus Steve Francis in a one-on-one battle. For like, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. Everyone would be like, why? Yeah, I was going to say, Freeway's just a Philly legend rapper. And then like Cassidy, the thing with Cassidy is why he's in battle rap is because obviously he was like, he says he's like a thousand and oh, like he's never lost a battle before. Like I'm telling you, one thing that Cassidy does perfectly is if you have time, anyone ever, watch a face-off. You don't have to even know battle rap or care about it. If you just put in like Cassidy face off versus whomever, the way he talks about himself is one of the most hilarious things you'll ever see. He'll win every face off he's ever in. But is Cassidy, is Cassidy like the Jake Paul battle rap now? Kinda. Like he he just comes out. He says he's perfect. He's like he'll he never loses a battle. He's never lost, and that he's the reason why he's so revered is because he started battle rap per se by like rapping acapella and like doing freestyles and kind of kind of making it main more mainstream like in that sense that's why he's so he feels like he's so prevalent look i don't know a lot about battle rap here's what i know i know Cassidy did not start battle rap and he did not make it mainstream or or popping so i don't know what kathy's talking about uh yeah Cassidy. Cassie seems a little crazy right now, no, but like the, the card though that. was good. Like the card was really good. Like I thought, I at least I personally thought the loaded Lux battle was a little bit disappointing from his end, and then obviously he raps phenomenal. He's honestly one of the best rappers in the world. I don't care what kind of rapping you're talking about. Like if you're coming to putting words together in a way, like in a certain way, like, he's just one of the best rappers in the entire world. But for what? the culture needed and for that stage he just doesn't he didn't fit it that night he needs to alter he needs to come into 2021 because sometimes he 
can veer away from that. It's not like he's washed. He just needs to get better, adhere more to the culture, I guess. But other than that, I think the card was really good. Interesting. Well, you know, I might have to give Casper Speedway a watch. <laughs> if Casper's really that bad, I kind of want to watch it. It's, it's really, he's it's he's gotten better, so like it may not be the most garbage thing you've ever seen, but even so, I'm now thinking about it now. I mean, I didn't expect to talk about Battle Rap this long, but Freeway was a judge for one of the Ultimate Madness events that they put together. Pretty much it's like a picture, like a March Madness tourney win one and you keep going and the winner gets a prize. That was actually the last one that Drake put together, put up 150000 for it. But um, anyways. So he looks Drake doing battle rap anywhere? Uh, Drake's been around battle rap since like 2012. It's crazy. He came on, he came on like Summer Madness 3 or like Summer Madness 4 with next to Smack and then he was at King of the Dot when DNA battled the disaster, and then he's been around the culture forever, and then now he's just prominently coming into it more and more. But Freeway was one of the judges and wasn't good. Like his like he like his explanations for things wasn't good. He tried to call he tried to not give a round to somebody because obviously you need a winner. He kind of said a round was debatable as it was going on, and I was like you you're the one that needs to decide who won this round, and you're saying it's debatable. Like you, <laughs> like you, that you're just like ah, well, uh, man, I think it can go either way for me. Well, freeway, who do you have? Because this vote matters. Yeah. So I was like, it's either one or the other freeway. Which yeah, one you got? Yeah, it's like going into. I mean, if you need a winner, you obviously need to choose one. But anyways, so that battle I think is going to not be great. And I understand where the battle rap culture is like, eh, I couldn't care less about this because me personally, I could not care less about that battle. But the event was good. I like the event. All right. And, oh, God, it's almost 7. So, oh, the one thing else that I wanted to mention before, I did not expect to talk about that for that long. Last week... We had brought up the Lawrence Taylor for the throwback, kind of the uh, appreciation for players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so our, uh, our appreciation segment, yeah, appreciation yeah. segment. So this week, I'll talk about AI and T Mac, but I guess we'll have to post postpone that again. As I say, they're not going anywhere, so we'll definitely talk about them at some point. Actually, one of them's involved in this. My appreciation segment for this week is the 2000 Slam Dunk Contest. Okay. Steve Francis, Tracy McGrady, Larry Hughes, Vince Carter. Obviously, Vince Carter put on the best single performance ever, in my opinion, in a dunk contest. I, I mean, people probably could argue that maybe the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, if you want to individualize one of them, or maybe the 87, I think, dunk contest with Neek and Jordan. Either 87 or 88, one of the two. But that's... The personally, I think Vince Carter was, but that dunk contest in itself, what? I said undisputed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm in over here. I'm being a fat ass. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) You're good. My fault. No, you're good. But um, Steve, but that dunk contest was actually really good. Tracy McGrady had some nice dunks. Steve Francis flew. Larry Hughes was eh. But he was fine, and then Vince Carter. Yeah, T Mac had a few good dunks. Yeah, T Mac had a few, and Steve Francis had a few. That dunk contest as a whole was really good. Obviously, Vince stole the short show with a three sixty windmill reverse, then the windmill one eighty from under the basket, the between the legs off the bounce, and then the L honey dip. 
Like so, and just watching, and the thing he shot I was, that down. what? Vince shot that down. Oh yeah, he, he did. The one thing I wish he would have done, I wish he would have had a better last dunk. Like he tried to go from the free throw line with two hands. He was like a full step, step and a half in, and then it was for what he did that night. It felt weak. Like, but if he and, really took off from the free throw line, that would have been a closer. But like where he took off from was kind of. Eh. I don't know. When you have those, when you have those first three, it doesn't matter. That, yeah, I was gonna say his that, first four didn't matter. Dunk, <laughs> that windmill dunk is one of my favorite dunks of all time. That reverse windmill. It's like I've seen it. Other people do it a million times. None as like perfect as Vince. That one's like picture perfect. It was so they go off and bounce through the legs. The honey dip, like no one. He debuted the honey dip. Yep, he did because no one knew. Like one. The thing that also got me a couple things. One, Vince Carter's windmills are better than anybody else's other than maybe Dominique. And it's and Jason Richardson actually is up there. But um just because his windmills, like instead of like kind of like cuffing his arms, his arms are fully extended. So he has to hang longer than most people. So like his windmills are more full than anybody else's, and he's just so smooth with it. And then the other thing was I've never seen NBA players in more awe of what someone was doing athletically at like an event like that than Vince Carter. Like if you look, you see Shaq, you see Jason Kidd, you see Chris Webber, you see Isaiah Thomas, uh, ex-athlete at that point. But you see all these athletes like he's doing what? They're like, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, what are we watching? And like, these aren't just any. Like, that's two thousand. Shaq was the MVP of the All Star Game, the league, in the finals, and he's looking at Vince Carter like. What is he doing right now? Like he, what, it's not even possible. What's crazy about the honey dip? You know, when you stick your elbow in the rim, you just kind of hang there. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I actually saw a clip. My bad. I was like, I was burped a little bit there, but I saw a clip earlier this year of Kobe doing it in high school. Yeah. So like Kobe might be the originator. Like I had no idea. Like so, someone randomly unearthed the clip of Kobe doing it. Like I think it might have been like before the McDonald's All American game or something mm-hmm. like that. When he was in high school, and you know that's a good three or four years before Vince does it. So that's real interesting. I wonder if he got it from him or like how that came about because yeah. that was definitely the first time the public had seen it. Yeah, that's crazy. I did not know that another, at all. <laughs> another underrated honey dip when uh, Blake did off the glass in his uh, in his dunk contest, that, right? That's yeah, no, that Blake Griffin, and also he has like um, it's not iconic, but it it's a picture that's like almost icon worthy because it's not iconic just because it's not obviously talked about like that. But when he has his arm in the rim and he's pointing forward, that picture that that's a perfect shot of it. But you no, know, that mm. that dunk was. That dunk was phenomenal, but it doesn't ever get talked about. Obviously, because he wasn't the first to do it, but it was like still at the same time. It's like he did that. <laughs> like his dunk Eddie over Bergen. the Kia gets talked way more, even though he jumped over the hood of a car. Over the hood. Even though he definitely could have cleared the uh, the whole car. But. Yeah, and that would have been much more impressive because jumping over the hood. I mean, obviously he jumped over the hood of a car. Cool, but like we're in that era, we're seeing people jump over six foot people, seven foot people. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's 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 good for the appreciation this week. That's definitely a good uh, clip to bring up for yeah, sure. No, Two thousand one contest, a classic, and it's on YouTube in its totality too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and watch that. Uh, we'll post a link to our Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then last week, as I said, Lawrence Taylor NFL throwback his highlight video on there. So watch both those. Go on YouTube. Uh, 
And watch Ravens. Yeah, watch athleticism at its finest. That Vince won. Like we said, Vince shut that shit down. Uh, T-Mac shut it down. Steve Francis. Jerry Stackhouse is in that one too, right? Oh, yeah. I think I think so. I, I, think, Kim, I think Kim and Grant Hill make an appearance in that. Yeah. I was going to say, those are the names I caught. But I think, I actually think, because that was when they had Yeah, that was weird. I was also watching this th- 2003 dunk contest before that too. And that was... Jay Rich. Was, yeah, I was gonna say that was Jay Rich versus Desmond Mason. That was when uh, that's when uh, Kenny Smith told uh, Desmond Mason to get 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 well soon card. <laughs> he was sick after his uh three uh, between the legs with the left hand. But yeah, Kenny, he could have been. He should have been like a like one of the like what Bobito Garcia was on NBA Street back yeah. in the day. That should have been Kenny Smith on video games because he will once in a while just say some. Uh, Old school corny shit like that, but I, you know, shouts Kenny Smith. He's gonna get well, card. He's sick right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture Kenny Smith saying that. Yeah. But as we speak, it's seven oh nine, about to be seven ten. Celtics games on right now. I'm gonna go hate watch them. Uh, I'm gonna complain, bitch, talk shit this whole entire game probably. But you know, hopefully, it comes out in a win. Uh, Keenan, any last words before we depart here? Um. Any plans? What are you What are you doing this weekend? What are you looking forward to? Are you Are you be able to watch the Patriots this weekend? Um, maybe, maybe because it's in Carolina and I'm close, obviously in Florida. So I'll in the we box. Can it out where you can watch these Patriots games because I, you know, I try. Trust me, I'm easy. trying. I'm trying to watch. Like I look up every week if I can try to either buy the game for five dollars or like I'm tr- I'm trying to find ways and I haven't really found one yet. I will try to find. I hopefully Maybe. I can find one soon. What? Try to legally try to legally stream it. There's got to be. I was gonna say there's. I've been looking. I haven't found something, but there probably is something. I'll try to stream it for sure. Um, Word. This weekend, actually, my friend is down here. Jared Hussey. Shout out to him. He's in my fantasy league, and he is down here because he's on like in a. He's working. He's worked in the medical field since he got a nursing field, I believe, since he got out of college, and he's down here on an assignment in Tampa. So I think I'm actually hanging out with him tomorrow because I haven't seen him in a while. And then weekend-wise, I may tune in a little bit to a battle rap event. There's another one, actually, big one this weekend, and then Sunday, obviously, football. But also part of my new job, like on my new job move. Um, may, I'm going to be hopefully doing uh, some data analysts for games. So pretty much putting in live stats as the game's going on mm, for like a so. betting site, which means I get to go, I can go to college games, like college basketball, college football, and actually they do it for the NBA. So I would get a media pass and be able to sit where like the journalists sit and go to watch the games. So I could do that yeah. to like, I can go to like the heat games, obviously Orlando. And if I flew somewhere, yeah, but like. I definitely could go to those games, so I'm looking forward to if I can progress in that and for, do that. Go! I will need some uh, more information on that because that sounds that sounds dope as hell. Yeah, that's it does. <clears throat> I'm, I'm yeah. really excited. I talked to the guy today about it, and so that's kind of where fully job wise I'm going in that. So I'm excited for that. Shit. Well, that's dope. This weekend we got UFC 268. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Maps content for you there. 267 was this past weekend. Back-to-back events. I watched mainly from my phone, but it ended up being a pretty memorable event. Some early finishes. It was a pretty quick event. Um, 
to compare it to you, Keenan, in some NBA or NFL terms, there's a man, it's there's some LeBron Mello Wade level prospects coming up for oh, their really? yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got these two Russian dudes. One's like Khabib 2.0, and I don't you probably don't know much about Khabib's style, but he's really and I don't want to get into all this because I really gotta go. But Khabib was really like what made him so dominant was like he's pretty much suffocating on the ground. Like there's a lot of ground game in UFC, but his is just different and I guess fundamental to the point where he's like literally just like kind of swallowing you up like a like a snake almost. And then yeah. like on top of that, he'll just like beat your face in. Basically, a guy from his camp that he's coached for like however long is like the same exact thing, and he's doing that in the lightweight division, same division as Khabib, and uh, he's on his way up. And there's this other Russian dude who also kind of wrestles a lot like him too, but also has pretty good stand up game. And he's only he's only absorbed one strike in his four matches, and he came off he almost retired due to COVID last year. His name's Cosma. Yeah, I think I'm pronouncing it right, and. uh He's only absorbed one strike to uh, 127 to his opponents. Oh. And uh, needless to say, his fights don't go long, but they're already trying to jettison, jettison this guy into like a top five, top 10 opponent next. And uh, his first two fights, which were last year, I believe, they were 10 days apart. Oh, two fights 10 days apart. He won those like convincingly, had another fight like a month or two later. Almost retired, came back this past weekend and won like a minute and a half, two minutes. So uh, this dude's a freak by the seams. So we'll uh, we'll see how this dude does in the UFC. And then uh, you saw Covington Usman won their yeah. second fight this week, and that's the main event. So at MSG. So I would recommend tuning into that because you actually might like that. But okay. yeah, there's some good fights this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. We got to get out of here though. I I definitely got to get out of here. I'm sure we could stay on and talk for another hour if we wanted. But I'm really gonna go watch the Celtics. Hopefully win. If they lose, I won't be surprised. If they win, I won't be surprised. <laughs> Never know what's going to happen. You know, they might get up 40 and lose. Who the hell knows with these Boston Celtics of 2021-2022? It's 5-8 to eight right now, three minutes in. Who's uh, up? Uh, the mag- oh, Sorry, 4-8 to eight and three minutes in, the Magic are up. No surprise there. Well, all right, this was the Warner Brothers Podcast. Keenan, great talking to you. Good talking Talk to, to you. More. Talk to you a little bit. Uh... This was Kyle. This was Keenan. We'll see you again next week. We'll be back. Keenan, hoping for a Patriots win on Sunday. Oh, yeah. We, if we don't get one, I'll be upset. <laughs> I'll be okay. upset. Understand. All right, we're out of here. See ya.